hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there, how's it going? Hello there, Josh, not too bad. That was the exasperated hello there of a man who's only had about four hours sleep. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like the good old days though, from Xbox session to the small hours while reminiscing on various blogs and podcasts that we got up and running in our youth. It was It was nice, made me feel... Young and old, uh, in kind of equal measure. <laughs> yeah, what, what a it season! Almost, it almost what a season. Made me think I'd wasted my lockdowns. You know, could have could have come up with a with a grand home project. I guess Park Rush is kind of that. Yeah, Grand's probably overselling it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh speaking of overselling it, Josh, <laughs> the top news item for this week. We're, we're diving straight in because that segue was just too good to turn down. Walt yep. Disney World's 50th anniversary celebrations. Oh, yeah. It's happening. We've wondered, we've speculated for a while what form this might be able to take given there's a pandemic on. Disney what? have finally started to talk a little bit about what they might have planned. Uh, they've put out a very overly produced dramatic video, much as they did when the parks reopened last year. People might remember it from someone mixing it to the soundtrack of the Us trailer the jordan peele horror thriller which was very funny and also quite disturbing yeah it was both of those. and uh yeah so they've put out another video because they've announced that the 50th anniversary celebrations for walt disney world will start on october 1st as the world's most magical celebration which is a bit of a rubbish name i don't know what you think it just seems it's not a great name generic... is it? no it's just like the most generic uh, assembly of Disney words you could possibly think of. Yeah, it's it's the type of thing that they that the guy on the PA already probably says when the parade is about to start, or when the characters show up at the on the rail on the railway at, at Magic Kingdom at, at park opening. I'm pretty sure they probably call every. I mean, everything is the world's most magical celebration according to Disney. So I feel like they needed to, you know, what makes this a more magical celebration than all the other mo- most magical celebrations that we have had. <laughs> Who who could say? Who could say? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be something that stretches across the whole resort, all four parks, and it's going to last eighteen months. I mean, wow. I could only dream of my fiftieth birthday being celebrated for eighteen months. eighteen months. I'm I'm going to enforce that when I'm fifty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even even by the time, even when I've turned fifty-one and I'm halfway to fifty-two, I still want everyone celebrating the fact that I'm fifty. Yeah. Uh, even the Queen doesn't have a jubilee. Even the Queen's jubilee doesn't go on that long. The mouse is bigger than the Queen. <laughs> I mean, look, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And clearly, that's the way uh, Meghan Markle thinks. You know, if the rumours are to be believed, she could end up doing some voice work for a Disney film. So she is. Uh, she's far more willing to be a slave to the mouse than a slave to the Queen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, eighteen months. I guess that means, Josh, that you know you have spoken quite regularly about wanting to attend Disney World during the 50th on this podcast. And I guess the 18-month celebration gives you quite the window to go. I mean, it doesn't even have to be in in 2021 or 2022. It could be in 2023 you could go and it would still yeah. be celebrating. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I, I don't have a choice then, do I? That's, I have to go. <laughs> Pretty much. There's no real excuse. Is it something that's actually on the cards? Has there been much talk of going? Uh, yeah, well, it's booked. It is booked. Uh, my parents and my brother uh, and his wife and their three kids are all going, assuming that 
by August 2022, it's like safe enough to go. You'd, you'd hope it is at the rate we're certainly going. And they're like, yeah, you're more than welcome to come along. We'd love for you to come along. So uh, we fully expect you to still be living in your childhood bedroom by then. So of course you're more than welcome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To come with to come with us. Oh dear. What do you make of the uh, Mickey and Minnie have got some hot new outfits for the 50th anniversary celebration? I mean, this is some commitment from Mickey and Minnie to be already planning their outfits for a party that's not starting for another six months. <laughs> more than that, even seven and a half, seven months more like. I mean, I don't really think about what I'm wearing on a particular day until I've rolled out of bed. And normally this, the, the answer that I come to, especially these days, is, oh, I'm already in some pretty nice pyjamas. Yeah, <laughs> these will do. do. But... Uh, but yeah, they've got their they've got their outfits pretty planned out here. Mickey looks like he's dressed up. He's doing like a Graham Norton tribute act. I don't know. He does a bit like he's just going to present the uh, Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like the outfit that uh, Will. Fer- have you seen that Will Ferrell Eurovision film? I have not seen that. No, it's as bad as you'd expect from a description that involves the Will Ferrell Eurovision film. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly why I haven't watched it. Well, you know, you're partial to some bad films now and then. Is Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 not... Grown Ups 2 is not, you know, your favourite sequel of all time. Is that not right? Is it my favourite sequel of all time? Uh, (laughs) Probably not my favourite sequel of all time, but I do really enjoy both of those films, even though they're both bad. There's something about them. I don't know. I think it's just because it's just a load of mates being bunch of idiots on a set and getting away with it because they're the ones bankrolling it i think is uh just not the vibe yeah it's the vibe that i enjoy that's how i feel about this podcast you know two mates mucking about because they're bankrolling it yeah basically how i feel about this but yeah these outfits are pretty nice we're getting similarly fancy uh redesigns to an extent for uh, the the major landmarks at each of the four disney world parks so uh, the uh the uh, Cinderella's Castle at Magic Kingdom. We're getting some gold bunting, uh, some other embellishments, which they've only—I ju- mean, they've only just repainted the castle, so it's getting. Yeah, you know, but they, they repainted uh, it in these colours, right? In the darker blue and the pink, and yeah, yeah. But the bunting and everything is obviously going to be new. So, yeah. two two fairly noticeable refreshes for the castle in quick succession. It will look very different when uh, when you go back compared to your last visit yeah it's interesting because obviously uh, I assume um, g- a lot of people i don't know if you remember the birthday cake castle no i don't what's that um i think it was the 20 uh 40th anniversary maybe i can't remember now and they decorated the castle and they made the castle look like a big cake like a castle shaped cake um and obviously it was the backdrop for people's weddings which they'd booked years in advance because it's a disney wedding uh, and then when they turned up and the castle wasn't a castle, it was a cake, they got really, really annoyed. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I mean, the 40th anniversary, so that would have been 2011. I, w- I would have been... Was I in Florida? I think I went to Florida in 2011. It might not have been... And 2012, so there would have been some crossover there. I, I surely would have been there for the... Unless I, I just didn't go to Magic Kingdom that year. That's oh, 25th impossible. anniversary, sorry. Oh, okay. When was that? What year was that then? That would have been like 90... Six? Yeah, I wouldn't have been there that year. Um, I've just uploaded the picture into our chat for you, Tom, to see it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my word. That looks absolutely terrible. Yeah. 
I can, if you, I mean, people need to see this. If you, if you haven't seen this, listeners, I'm sure you have. You're probably, you know, as I've, as I, was, I was exposed to theme park fraud just a few weeks ago. So you, you undoubtedly know more about this stuff than I do. But this uh, this Magic Kingdom Cinderella Castle designed as a cake looks horrendous. It looks um, like something you'd find at a McDonald's, like a knockoff. Oh yeah, Disney. Or or you know when you're just driving down I Drive in Florida and the, one of the one of the gift shops has this as an inflatable outside to lure people in, thinking it's some sort of official Disney place. I'll uh, I'll put it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah, I could imagine that. I could imagine that down I Drive with like a hustler kid type figure standing there, like come get your two for one tickets, kids. <laughs> Oh yeah. no, it's true. Street magic bands, like twenty bucks off. Yeah, you're you're knock totally off Disney, legit. Uh, towels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> with, uh, which so... for some reason, if you go an aisle too far, turn into porno towels. <laughs> for no apparent yeah, reason. Indeed. Uh, and don't forget the uh, the adverts of like the happy looking family. At gun, you know the gun world or whatever it's called, oh, like yeah. shooting various shooting ranges that are just inappropriately placed next to the the Disney themed gift shop and the McDonald's. It's a perfect location. Uh, Florida is very much a weird place. Oh yeah, who knew? Uh, we've also got a picture of the how we're going to dress up the Hollywood Tower Hotel, which I really like. It's really uh, glitzy. I like it. Yeah, Disney say it will evoke the golden age of imagination and adventure. It's got some fancy golden highlights as well. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I think, you know, that side of the park to me, I think will always be pure Hollywood studios. I think I, know, I haven't yeah. been since Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge opened and obviously Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway came into the theatre in place of the great movie ride. But to me, I've always, the, the kind of defining view of hollywood studios is is walking towards the tower of terror and seeing the tower hotel come looming into view yeah no, that's nothing what i think of most obviously a lot of people feel when they get to uh, magic kingdom they walk down main street you know they feel like they feel home mm. as it were um but for me it's seeing uh the tower of terror that's uh my disney home for me <laughs> quote unquote. i feel like that says You've said a lot about your own sort of psyche there. You know, most people, when they think of Disney, it's like walking up to this glitzy castle in the distance, happy-go-lucky music playing. Uh, at some point, the magic, most magical celebration on Earth was probably happening when they were doing that. But mm. for you, it's walking towards this decrepit, scary, <laughs> abandoned, haunted hotel. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that this is the area of the park that they're going to seemingly give the most care and attention to for the anniversary because I think it would be a shame if it was suddenly cast aside for all the new stuff that they're doing mm. and I think it's just a nicer way of marking uh, the celebration than something a little bit more cheap and tacky like the like the Fantasia hat for example which oh, I, God, yeah. I, I've always thought looked like it kind of just landed you know like yeah. from out of space it just sort of fell down at one point it, it's kind of in the same way that like if people play Fortnite or are familiar with Fortnite and the way they update the map throughout the season, and it, there's, it doesn't seem like there's ever a great deal of thought put into it. It's just like, oh, what license have we got? Oh, the Star Wars? Sure, just crash a Mandalorian ship over there. Doesn't matter yeah. where it goes exactly. No. That's kind of like 
how I always felt about the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice hat that it just sort of been dumped there. Uh, kind of like the way I designed my parks on Roller Coaster Tycoon, just using all available space to put down stupid props. Yeah, cram it in, just shove it right in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's um, so I'm glad to see that the the, the hotel's getting some treatment. And it, and it um, uh, it kind of feels like the how you know uh, in the film where the it come the hotel comes to life at the end. I know it's, the film is bad, but. Where like it feels like the golden era of the of the uh, hotel again, it very much is giving me those oh, vibes. I have wiped most of that film from memory. <laughs> that that it's, is fair. It's unthinkable, but it will be coming up by the time we're out of this last, hopefully, blimmin' lockdown. I think we'll be coming up on two years since we had that infamous Disney theme park movie marathon. Yeah, where we watched that and. Do, Mission do we, to Mars and something else. Or do we come back to it? Of, do a biannual uh, review of the uh, Disney oh, uh, theme park films. What? To, to sort of gauge if our opinions have changed, if we've yeah. mellowed with time. Yeah. It's like there was a podcast know, where they watched um, <laughs> Grown Ups every week for a year and they did a podcast <laughs> on it every week to see how, like, what, how their opinions had changed on it like that but every other year every other year that i mean that sounds that's far more doable than every week i do not want to be watching the tower of terror every week <laughs> every other year i could probably survive that to be honest i mean it would at least mean that we've been able to mix households again so I, may, maybe that's the perfect way to celebrate actually <laughs> by watching bad theme park films yeah exactly most people will use it as an excuse to go to the pub together or you know, have people around for long delayed birthday parties and things, but us no. We're going to, we're going to arrange an in person screening of Disney's Tower of Terror, the straight to TV epic starring a young Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Well, I mean, all being well, again, and it's a big if, but we, we should have a new theme park film to watch this summer if Jungle Cruise is able to release. Oh boy. So, you know, be excited for that. But in terms of the 50th anniversary of Disney World, obviously Spaceship Earth and the Tree of Life will be getting some, getting jazzed up somewhat as well. I haven't got, we haven't got any concept art of what those might look like, but I'd imagine it'll be, you know, a similarly, uh, a similar colour scheme, uh, I, I'd imagine, because it's, you know, it's quite a lot of sort of purple uh, tints. Uh, on the castle and the tower hotel so i'd assume with the tree of life and spaceship earth it's very easy to imagine how they can do it because they're both jazzed up with some cool lighting at night time anyway so uh they'd probably you, just change that I, I say dark blue it's more of a do you say dark blue on the yeah. on the tower hotel as well yeah i'd say that what they're trying to like the rooftops are kind of a sort of disney blue i would say or like a, a kind of yeah, more royal blue I get, I, I could I could see that, but the the kind of the the main body, so to speak, of the building of the tower looks a little purplish to me. Well, I think well. that's because no? the building is a is uh, pinkish to begin with, right? Yeah, I guess so. But it all right. Maybe it's just an effect of the drawing that it's kind of it, it just seems a more striking color to me. It's less faded. And, yeah, yeah. I think that because they're, they're and worn. doing uplighting, right? So it's so uh, with the mix of the pinkish hue and the and the uplighting, it becomes this purplish colour. Right, yeah. Do you think 
do you think the reason that it's an 18 month celebration is because so many rides that they would have hoped would have been open in time for the 50th anniversary have been pushed back or delayed because of the coronavirus some very blatantly like tron others i don't think have ever been given a super specific date but i'm sure we'll probably end up opening later than they might have otherwise like guardians of the galaxy at epcot do you think the reason it's an 18 month celebration is so that they can still say uh, you know, if Guardians of the Galaxy opens in month 18 of the celebration in 2023, <laughs> they can still say, hey, it made it for the 50th anniversary, I, the grand yeah. finale, the opening I, I, of Cosmic Rewind. I guess. I actually think it would have been quite cool if they managed to get together 18 different uh, new things and just release one <laughs> every month. That seems that super seems ambitious. ambitious. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you could make some of them super minor, like, oh, we've tweaked the cookie recipe. It's back. Yeah. yeah. Or I've been watching some, uh, I mean, I think because of withdrawal symptoms, really, I've been watching watching a lot of, like, Disney Park videos, uh, specifically from the Disney Food Blog YouTube channel. Oh, okay. And they did, like, the 20 best snacks or something at Disney World and it was was updated for 2021, so there was a lot of stuff that I hadn't seen from some of the newer attractions and lands mm. and the wookie cookie looks oh. like like if any cookie's going to trump the islands of adventure cookie which long time listeners will know it's a damn good cookie but the wookie cookie looks very impressive it's kind of like an ice cream sandwich kind of cookie but it's just cream rather than ice cream in the middle there and it's not like there's a, there's quite a lot of it but it doesn't look super overwhelming and the cookies themselves also look very very nice and then Lovely touch. There's a, a slab of chocolate across the top cookie, which has been Oof. decorated to look like Chewie's bandolier. Wow. So I'm all, I'm all on board, frankly. I need to get myself <laughs> there ASAP for a Wookiee cookie. You, can't, you just can't argue with that, you know? No, absolutely not. But like you, Josh, I think it's going to be uh, the 50th anniversary event. It's going to be the earliest I'm able to get there, given the current situation. I think we are probably going to end up missing the boat on a trip this year alas oh, alas we should talk we should talk about that video they put out as well josh uh again a bit of a creepy vibe and and i have to it's basically loads of it's cast members and guests that they've all got on camera basically talking about what disney means to them and what a disney celebration means to them uh my favorite part is the mum who who says what disney parks mean to her are the smiles on her kids faces and then cuts to a shot of her and her kids all waving at the camera but wearing face masks <laughs> yes oh yeah the smile the smiles on their faces mm. yeah oh, it's such an, no, it's such an awkward video it's it's very weird and it and much like the the one from last year where it was like hey here are loads of low wage exploited workers <laughs> Hearing and smiling about being forced to go back to work in a Disney park while there are while the pandemic is still rife, it's got that kind of slightly out of step tone yeah. to me. Yeah, for sure. Feels like a weird. Like, could they not get away with? Obviously, over here and I, I'm in America as well. I'm guessing is that you know journalists and like TV stuff. They don't wear masks, right? Could they not have like done some deal to get get them to not wear the masks? I know it's not I don't know. Maybe they see it as a responsible. Mer- l- no. And there are lots of nice Disney masks on show in this video, to be fair. They might see it as a merchandising opportunity. 
Yeah, true. Hey, look at all these cool masks you can buy at the parks. Uh, I'm sure deep down they probably they probably like it when people turn up without a mask so that they can then direct them to the gift shop by the entrance and be like, hey, just pop in right here and buy a nice Disney mask buy for an obscene mask, amount of money. Yeah. I also like in this trailer there's some great slow motion shots, close-up shots of Mickey and Minnie. Sort of a, There's one of like Minnie adjusting her bow tie. But that, it just reminded me of like the way sports channels do close... <laughs> Close-up slow-motion <laughs> shots of sports stars. Mickey Mouse is going to walk really in. Weird. He's going to turn around and walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Walk towards the camera, cross his arms. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, Dear. striker. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if Mickey, if that was Mickey's voice, that would be deeply disturbing. <laughs> no. But yeah, there's also talk about what, people, what it means to people is people coming from all over the world to experience Disney. I mean, I don't know if people have... Are they living in some weird bubble over there? Do they, do they, that's not really on the cards right now. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> yeah, all right. But anyway, that's all that then. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Disney train keeps rolling, sort of, and the magical celebration begins on October 1st and lasts as long as they goddamn well like. <laughs> I guess. The longest birthday of all time. Anyway, uh, slightly sooner than that, Josh. Uh, I hope, I obviously hope you do get the invite you so crave to this incredible birthday party. Same, yeah. Uh, uh, before then, uh, some good news. Hong Kong Disneyland's going to reopen on the 19th of February. Uh, it shut three times due to COVID, so I think that's up there with part, you know, the part that's had to, one of the most yo-yo parks since the pandemic, because you've had some... You know, Disney World shut once, reopened, and has stayed open. Uh, California shut once, has stayed shut. Um, but then you've also, but then you've had some like Paris and Hong Kong that have uh, shut, then opened, then shut, then opened, then shut. And you know, Paris, we don't know. I think we talked last week, didn't we, from that Disney investor call that they don't expect Paris to open in the second quarter of the year. So it's probably going to be July at the earliest. But Hong yeah. Kong is going to open on the 19th of Feb. And like I said, this was announced this week. So, well, the 19th of Feb was yesterday, <laughs> which was as of recording, which was Friday. So it is now open. And, yeah, it's a, like fairly short notice to just be like, yeah, we're opening now. I don't yeah, know if they would have know. got... Because they've got quite a lot of like projects in the work at Hong Kong, right? Uh, Yeah, well, they're redoing the castle, right? And then they're doing um Frozen, doing a Frozen yeah. ride. But the Frozen ride is going to be like... um. It's more like the Matterhorn than uh, the Frozen Ride at Epcot. Um, so you're in like a like a toboggan or a bobsleigh or whatever you want to call it. A sled, yeah. maybe. And I guess maybe the closure has given them the opportunity to sort of uh, make more progress on those construction projects, but potentially. I, I think actually, you know, not having guests in the park and having to worry about that might actually be advantageous to those kinds of things um, if they have continued to work on them doing all these closures. Hmm. Because, uh, yeah, it's close. It's it's mad to think that the the park first closed on January 26th, 2020. So it must have been one of the very first theme oh, parks yeah. to shut. Uh, and it didn't reopen until June 18th. Uh, but then it closed again on July 15th. Uh, then reopened again on September 25th. Then closed again on November 30th. And Hong Kong has never seemed like somewhere that has been... I mean, it seems like one of the places that have kept on top of the virus pretty well. 
and yet yeah the park has had to close this many times and in some cases for quite a long period which just goes to yeah. show how seriously they've taken it throughout uh, but yeah it's open again now hopefully it stays open Hong Kong Disneyland has always struck me as somewhere I'd like to go but I don't know I think the closer it becomes to being just an oppressed state the more I'm like um, maybe I'm alright <laughs> I don't know yeah uh, Hong Kong is certainly a weird one with everything that's going on over there but I I would like to visit that Disney park they've got um, some independent or uh, non-Disney theme parks I should say over there as well which are meant to be quite good yeah uh, sorry dear Hong Kong is a weird one with all the stuff going on over there it's just like I mean to be honest I've read worse analysis than that on certain <laughs> news websites across live now to our defence and security correspondent Josh Josh what's going on in Hong Kong uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on over here Tom uh. <laughs> anyway so yeah Hong Kong is back that means I think most of the parks now are open, right? So it's just it's just Disneyland in Paris and California left to reopen, and California uh, Adventure, obviously, and, and yeah. you know the, the two parks at each of those resorts. Yes. Some more good theme park reopening news, Josh. Oh my God! Uh, Legoland California is going to start sort of opening. Oh, They're going to okay. reopen play so, areas so. and restaurants. Uh, California is starting to ease restrictions a little bit, but not hugely. Uh, playgrounds and outdoor dining are now allowed to open, so I assume that will impact Disney as well. They might be able to get the like the downtown Disney area uh, opening up again a bit more. Uh, and yeah, Legoland are going to limit themselves to play areas and restaurants. So I guess it will be you know for mums and dads who have got very frustrated kids who've been locked indoors for ages. I guess it's a it's an option for them to take their kids through a, what will presumably be a cheaper cheap-ish day out given it's just the playgrounds and yep. um I, i'm not actually very familiar with legoland california to be honest but i suppose if it's an, does the winter park have a lot of play areas and stuff because it seems to me like the legoland parks more than a lot of other theme parks um not that other theme parks don't do this as well but the legoland ones in particular it feels like there's a lot of like there aren't as many bespoke attractions between all the different parks there's quite a lot of duplicate stuff which I'd, I'd imagine means that a lot of the attractions in California are similar to the ones elsewhere. Yeah, I think the biggest investment has has been in uh, Windsor uh, over the years, but obviously Merlin, since Merlin has taken over Legoland, they've sort of spread the Legoland stuff, kind of you know Florida and obviously you've got Dubai and uh, California, etc. So um, I think there are there are interesting parts coming to all of the different parks, like. Florida has uh, like a boat ride, which was uh, and which I think was the first time it was was th it was there. And then they've got that like weird Lego movie area, which has some stuff which is bespoke to Florida. So they are starting to do some more bespoke stuff, but it's slower process. Yeah, I guess the thing with the Florida one is they probably feel like they have to invest more in that one because of the competition in the area. But I yeah, guess ticket well. prices are going to be much lower than the competition as well. So yeah, Legoland yeah, uh, Florida is a weird there. one as well because it's got like um, water uh, acrobatics, just like they had at SeaWorld. What, um, what are they? What? How do they do that? Are they, have they like built Shamu out of? <laughs> no, out no, of no, blocks? not like Shamu. They used to have like water ski shows and. Oh no, I don't. I don't remember this. 
Um, it's um, I have home footage of uh, us watching it. This needs to go up on the Park Rush Twitters. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to cut bits out of it. I've, I've re-downloaded Vegas Pro so I can uh, to do some oh, video wow. editing stuff. You're taking so, things seriously. Yeah, so I can actually do some editing work, cut some bits nice. out of it. Um, but because uh, it used to, it used to be, it has been different parks throughout the years. The Legoland Park in Florida, so it was Cypress Gardens, I think it was called. Um, oh yeah, uh, it was. I do remember the, that. It's been a couple of different theme parks throughout the years. So, um, and before it was Legoland, it already had this like ski, acrobatic sort of water, batic show. And so they've kind of done the same thing. There's like some they dress up as pirates. They have Lego characters um, on the dock area that are like interacting with the people on on the water, etc. Nice. Uh, well, just to go into a little bit more detail on exactly what this means for those who might be interested, I'm taking this from Theme Park Insider. Uh, first of all, I don't think I mentioned that it's March 5th that, that it, this is going to be allowed from. Uh, so the the uh, the hideaways and the Duplo Playtown are uh, among the play areas that are going to be able to reopen, along with Kai's Spinners, which I know you're very excited about, and Cole's oh, yeah. Rock Climb in Lego Ninjago World. Uh, Ooh, Miniland USA will also be open, and there will be a, an I Spy scavenger hunt, uh, which will take place throughout the park. That sounds like something that's kind of been designed for this particular situation, given that rides and stuff won't be open, rather than just have the play areas and be like, yeah, fill your boots. Seems like they've come up with something else to encourage exploration of the rest of the park, even though you can't do a lot of the stuff that you're going to be walking past. So they've um, come up with this like scavenger hunt idea, which is quite cool. They do um, scavenge like Easter egg hunts at Easter and um, Halloween elements as well at, in, at Halloween in the US. So something they've adapted, I suppose, for this yeah. situation, which is neat. Uh, there'll be character meet and greets and musical appearances and stuff, but all on a socially distanced basis. And then the outdoor dining options are going to be uh, at the market in the beginning area, the Smokehouse Barbecue, Pizza Mania, the Beer Garden, Granny's Apple Fries. And Churros Con Chocolate. Churros Con Chocolate has the same uh, vibe as Rock and Roller Coaster Avec Aerosmith. <laughs> it certainly does. Soon to be the Rock and Roller Coaster Avec Iron Man. Am I right? We. Oulet Buku Shailavar. Another positive Legoland news, Josh. The New York Legoland, which was. It's never actually opened. I remember talking about it on the podcast last yeah. year, or maybe even the year before, because they had, they had, they had, they were showing off that cool new ride, which at one point like transforms you into a Lego figurine. Like you look into these screens. I guess it almost feels like the next generation of the technology they use on the haunted mansion, where they make it look like there's a, a haunt on your car. Um, yeah. This is going to make you look like a Lego guy. But that feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. <laughs> and the park has never actually been able to open. It was meant to open last summer and obviously couldn't. Uh, but now they've said in New York that theme parks can reopen uh, from April 9th. And I don't think theme parks... I don't, I don't think there really are many theme parks at all in New York State. But obviously Legoland is set to become probably the biggest one there and so we'll finally be able to debut albeit with very limited capacity it is uh, going to be 33% capacity limit on uh, outdoor theme parks 
Yeah, I don't think I'm not sure if there's one in New York State, but there is Great Adventure is in New Jersey. Um Fair. so it's not super far. It's you know, it's reasonably sizable. It's it's 150 acres. Uh it's in Orange County, so you know, they haven't built this in Central Park <laughs> or you know, among the skyscrapers the, of Manhattan. The, there's an Orange County in every state, isn't there? It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to operate seasonally anyway, so it it's not going to be yeah, I mean all all going well it will open and stay open uh, for as long as it, it's allowed to uh, or as long as it would do normally but it's not going to be a part operates during the winter months anyway obviously new york can suffer as we've seen this year with pretty horrendous snow yeah. and and whatnot so it, it doesn't really make sense for the park to be open all year round anyway but yeah i you know i thought the it's i was quite impressed with what we saw off that ride that we talked about as i say feels like a long long time ago i'm just trying to find out what it was called lego factory adventure ride oh yeah what a great name that is a great name yeah but yeah it's a trackless ride i mean trackless rides seem to be kind of all the rage these days right i mean i remember when the only trackless ride i was particularly familiar with was the march of the penguin thing (laughs) (laughs) which is not very good until you get to the end and see actual penguins, then it's quite good fun, albeit freezing cold. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've got obviously uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is a trackless ride. Rise of the Resistance is a trackless ride. Uh, there's something else, right? That's coming. That is there's something. Is there some other sort of major attraction? Is is it the Spider-Man thing coming to California? Uh, is that trackless, or am I making that up? I might be making that up. It might be trackless, but. I can't remember now. You no. have the tech, right? Why not? Why not use it? But yeah, this one is going to be trackless, also. But yeah, the the headline feature is that you will be turned into a Lego minifig. So if you haven't seen the, they put out quite a cool video showing off how the tech works. I think it was from like a theme park convention somewhere, like an industry. Yeah, was it like uh, IAPA or something? Yeah, it may have been. I'm sure if you punch it into YouTube, you'll find it pretty easy. Uh, yeah, that's Lego Factory Adventure Ride. Which yeah, terrible name, but hey ho. And I look forward to seeing what that park looks like. So it's not too much longer before we get our first proper look inside, uh, just a couple months away. Hmm. And just very quickly, in more theme park reopening news, Six Flags have announced opening dates for the vast majority of its theme parks across the US. Deep breath, Josh. March 6th, Six Flags over Georgia and Six Flags America. March 13th, Frontier City. March 20th, Six Flags San Luis, Six Flags Wild Safari drive through Adventure. March 27th, Six Flags Great Adventure. April 24th, Six Flags Great America. May 1st, Six Flags Great Escape Resort. And May 21st, Six Flags Darien Lake. Have you been to any of those Six Flags? Um, I have not been to any of those Six Flags. Uh, have you been to any of the five Six Flags that have not yet got a reopening date, such as Six Flags Magic Mountain, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, Six Flags New England, La Ronde, eh? La Ronda, La Rondu, La Ronde, La Ronde. La Ronde, I think, I think it's just La Ronde. And Six Flags Mexico. I believe I have been to Six Flags New England. <laughs> Were you drunk or something? <laughs> I don't remember it being called Six Flags New England at the time. How long ago was this? This must have been when you were a kid. <sighs> this would have been 20... 20... 10 maybe oh <laughs> well you could you, you would have been of an age to remember that 
but obviously it didn't leave much of an impression on you. Was it not very good? It was fun. It was good fun, but like some of the rides have changed names multiple times, so it's hard to pinpoint exactly. Oh, okay, this one is this park, or it might. I think it was New England. Cool. Just trying to figure out whatever it's called and whether you've been or not. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Back. It was Six Flags New England <laughs> because uh, in two thousand and nine. The Superman ride was renamed to Bizarro. Oh, yeah. Um, which was when that I wrote like it. A, that seems weird. Like, surely Superman is more sellable than Bizarro. Well, it was called Superman Ride of Steel between 2000 and 2008, and then it had a re-theme that it was... They had, like, a comic book, you know, storyline kind of to it where it become Superman's evil twin between 2009 and 2015, and then um, after that, it's become Superman the Ride once again. Um, they changed the colours of it and everything. And my mum, uh, I remember really disliking it because it gave her whiplash. Oh, yeah. That's not very nice. But I uh, suppose, you know, if you're going into Bizarro's lair, you should probably expect to come out with <laughs> injuries. Exactly. I, I mean, I quite uh, enjoyed it. But Fair, fair. So, yeah. And little did I know that Six Flag, 60th anniversary this year. So, yeah. 50th anniversary, Disney. Whatever, mate. Well, yeah, that's of the brand, right? Oh, yeah, not of any one particular park. Uh, I guess uh, it's of um, Six Flags first over park. Texas. Right, is, oh, well, that would the first one. Yeah, I think that's Gosh, the Gosh, I wonder what state park. that park's in at the moment, given what's going on in Texas. <laughs> they've got two uh, parks in Texas, I believe. They've got Over Texas and they've got uh, Fiesta Texas. I did not um, know that. Which my, are both already partially open. My knowledge of Six Flags is... <laughs> really what if surely they're not open now right surely they're well I, surely I they're closed they're. at the current moment given the weather situation yeah but they have been open uh weekends i believe okay well yeah so actually some pretty positive news overall so far as theme park reopenings go this week uh, over the next few weeks and months hopefully every goddamn theme park that has been shut by the pandemic will reopen in some form yeah, Cedar uh, Fair's as, got as, an opening as well. Never heard of it. Uh, not Cedar Fair, Cedar Point. Oh, okay. Uh, 150th anniversary season. Oh. <laughs> Is that even real? Or are they just coming up with big numbers to, <laughs> to, big numbers, top, Dis- to top Disney? That's going to do it, I think. The, we, we await news, of course, as I said earlier on, about Disneyland California and Disneyland Paris, the two parks at each of those resorts, kind of the, the biggest ones left to get some real concrete news on. Uh, and and I, I I hope we do get news on those soon enough, especially California. I mean, as as we've said before, the the, the thought that that's been shut all this time is absolutely crazy. I mean, the same would obviously by that goes for Universal Studios Hollywood as well. Shouldn't forget that one. But uh, yeah, Josh, you did the wrap up last week, and you did such a good job. Why don't you do it again? Oh God, I can't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> Oh, you know, all the ways people can contact us and stay in touch during the week, that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good, Tom. You do such an excellent job. I think you should continue doing it because you just do it far better than I do. Oh, oh well, if you insist. Um, you can email us. We haven't had an email for a while, have we, Josh? From, a, uh, from an no. actual person, not a Google from, bot yeah. or something. Google keep emailing us about changes in our plan, but that's about it. Great. Well, uh, if you'd like to do similar, it's podcast at parkrush.com. You can also tweet us. People do tweet us a fair bit these days, which is nice. I should read them out on the show at some point. I, I try to normally and I've completely forgotten this week. It's only just coming to me now that we did actually get tweeted a bit this week. And I'll read those next week. Uh, but that's at Park Rush Podcast. You can find the show at parkrush.com. 
uh, or on your preferred podcasting app. And the show notes go up at joshualawrence.info. Uh, and then, Josh, you are actually planning potentially uh, a bit of a grand return for the Park Crush Twitch account, which has laid somewhat dormant since Christmas time. But yeah, you're working on a few bits and pieces that might might lead to it coming back online in some form. Uh, yeah, uh, sem- semi regularly. Yeah, I did uh, some uh, test streams last week. We only I only threw up a test card so that I could test some new elements that I'm looking to add. But uh, yeah, f- fingers crossed. I'll get, I'll get some stuff going. All my fingers are crossed, which is going to make it difficult to press stop on this recording. But I'll do my best. Stay safe, everyone. Uh, Stay home and steal the message if you're in the UK like we are. So keep doing that. We're almost through this. And we see you next week. Goodbye. See ya.